cry havoc and listen to the RC round table. That's a great <laughs> intro. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the RC Roundtable Podcast, where we discuss the latest RC hobby news, events, model reviews, and a whole lot more. All right, hello everybody, welcome to the RC Roundtable. Joining me on this glorious, nice, cool day is... What Drum are these roll, guys? Is <laughs> <laughs> these guys. These, guys, these guys are with me today. These guys are here, right? It's Fitz and the rest. Well, okay, well, that snarky voice is Lee Ray. <laughs> Hello. And joining us from the Great White North, which is not quite white yet, right? Is not Terry yet. Dunn. Yeah, give it a few more days. Hey. Okay. So on that topic, and somehow we always start our show with weather talk, like a bunch yeah. of old geezers. Um, i tell you what. What do you call in cool down there? Uh, anything below, what do you say, Lee, 85 degrees? I was going to say it was 85 today. (laughs) (laughs) That was my number. Well, I spent the afternoon raking leaves, so we've reached that point. Oh, man, I do not miss that at all. Oh, that was a good exercise. I'm having PTS flashbacks from my childhood, raking the damn leaves in the yard. (laughs) And shoveling snow. Oh, and shoveling snow and raking yeah. leaves. And sho- you know, actually, I didn't mind shoveling snow all that much because it didn't take that long and you went and done. But the leaves, it's like they would never stop yeah. and you could never finish. And you'd work all day and hardly do anything. And I'm getting really angry right now. So let's not talk about leaves right now. <laughs> well, you know, it's still a novelty for me. Um you know, you're right. Leave, raking leaves is a thankless job, but it's kind of cool because the way they no, do it, it here. No, it isn't. Listen to me. Listen. The way you do it is you don't bag it up. You rake it to your curb, and then they have these Zamboni-like things that come down the street and scoop it all up and dump it into a truck. What? And they're just like zipping around. Yeah, it's fun. What kind of Beverly Hills neighborhood do you live in? No, yeah. that's the city. I mean, they didn't have that when I was a kid. New York gets their taxes, don't get me wrong. But, oh, that's uh, right. You guys pay through the nose for that, so okay. I won't do yeah, but uh, that's pretty fun to watch. Now, that said, they do have a neat thing that they didn't have when I was a kid, this little vacuum mulcher thing. Hmm, okay. That I ended up getting, because uh, my last house had a big tree in the front yard. Did, and this actually didn't make it so bad. You, It's like a big giant, it can either blow or suck. And oh no, she's going from suck to blue. You've <laughs> <laughs> gone to plaid. Spaceballs. <laughs> yeah. But it had this big, it's got this big tube thing, so it sucks up the leaves and it mulches them. And so instead of taking five bags, it, it just compacts them into one bag, for for example. It spits out this block of leaves? Yeah, well, well it's got an attachment to it, like a bag, like a, like a vacuum Good. bag kind of thing. And you empty That'd be it pretty cool. Like a you leaf should, baler. Yeah, look into it. It's actually really nice. It, it'd make your life a lot easier. Welcome oh. to the fall episode of the RC Roundtable. <laughs> yes. Where we right? talk leaves in the game. Up next, pumpkins. <laughs> <laughs> and wicked pumpkins. All right, all right. Let's talk about things that fly. We got to talk about your wicked planes, eh? All what right. accent was that? <laughs> I don't know. It was a terrible New England accent that i forgot yeah don't claim that i've been away too long yeah i got a muddled accent anyways all right well let's talk about the news about airplane news that is 
The magazine? Uh, uh, no, in general. Oh, okay. The news of model airplanes. The news of model airplanes. So I guess we haven't talked about news much. We had a live show, I think, the last time. So we didn't really talk about what's going on. So let's see what's going on in the world of models. I guess first up in financial news, a company called Red Cat has acquired Fat Shark. Oh, yeah. I saw that earlier today. So I, I don't know what to think of it. Uh, well, I, I know Fat Shark, but who the heck is Red Cat? Well, is that the company that makes the lower end cars for Tower? Not for Tower, but sold through Tower? It could be. And I, by lower end, I just mean they're the least expensive of the yeah, stuff. Yeah, like entry level cars or something? Yeah, I mean, I th- from what I've heard, they're pretty good, but they're you know, a lower hmm. price point than your normal stuff. So, I, I don't know. I didn't know there was any crossover in what they do. And maybe that's the yeah. whole point of the merger or takeover, whatever it is. Uh, so, is this Red Cat Holdings agreement to acquire Fat Shark. So, I imagine Red Cat was doing, has more money than Fat Shark since they're buying Fat Shark. Mm, maybe. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show my ignorance here. Uh, but is Red Cat Racing, it's not the same as Red Cat Holdings. So, I don't think the two are similar. You're oh, they're not? No, oh. I think Red Cat Racing is one company and red cat holdings is something different now that's just from what i'm looking on the internet i don't know enough about it all i know is this is actually some good news i thought in in the in the history of 2020 you know a business that's not going under that's not folding that's not closing they're being acquired and hopefully building up Uh, i think from what i've read red cat holdings is a is a drone type industry yes i just Uh, found it it's a drone company and red cat Uh, racing is not part of that or not associated. No. If it is, it, it's got to be a totally separate division because everything I've read about Red Cat Holdings is uh, drone related. Okay. Yeah, Red Cat Holdings is apparently some sort of professional drone company. Uh, not you, like racing okay. drones, but like stuff for, well, maybe racing too, but, uh, you know, industry drones. Looks like. Well, their catch their catchphrase is investing in the future of drones. <laughs> okay. Huh. What were the names you came up with, Lee? <laughs> oh, Red Shark and Fat Cat. Fat Cat. <laughs> yeah, Red well, Shark they, sounds like an energy drink. Red Fat Cat. I mean, we will interesting. Um, Red Cat also owns Rotor Riot. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. So I had no idea what I was talking about. Oh. And you guys just barely know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You're dangling by a thin thread. People, I people are Google. screaming at their Bluetooth speaker right now. Yeah. Okay, so this makes more sense. So if they're, if they're already invested in Rotor Riot, it makes sense for them to kind of get um, uh, Fat Shark as well. And did you see the Fat Shark has like 85% of the market? Oh, really? Do? Yeah. Okay. I, I knew I they were big, but I didn't know how the DJI digital stuff was impacting all of that. Uh, apparently not that much because they're, they're super ginormous as far yeah. as their market share. That's, well, that's the DJI impressive. stuff is pricey, but uh, yeah, there's, yeah. I wonder if, well, I have to assume that digital is the way all that is going to go. And mm. I would think that Fat Shark is working on their own version of it. I don't know. I'm pulling all that out of my fanny, but that's what I would think. Yeah. I've got a guy on the inside at Fat Shark. I'll have to reach out to him and see what he thinks about all got this. guy on the inside. Yep. All right. Or, I did. I haven't spoken with him in a little while, so I assume he's still there. Interesting. Well, good luck yeah. to them. That should be interesting. See where they yeah, go. hopefully that means an influx of cash and R&D. So I think this is good news. We shall see. Yeah. All right. 
Uh, let's see. Uh, apparently, Spectrum has a new six-channel receiver. It's a, a third, I guess, in the line of quote-unquote antenna-less receivers. They're calling it the AR630. Um, and this one has now has the AS3X and SAFE electronics in it. Hmm. Yeah, it's a little bigger. So what I'm pictures. assuming this is, is is like a smaller, but it's the 620, the AR620 case mm. in size. Looks pretty much just like it. Uh, maybe a little bigger. And is the it's... 620 the previous antenna-less? Correct. Mm -hmm. The it dumb one? like the 620. Okay. It looks nothing like the 620. It looks exactly like the 620. Then yeah. that size, it's very small. It's small, yeah. But okay, it didn't have that curve to it. Yeah. Um, the the AR6610T is pretty much the equivalent. I think they're even, they're even the same price. Yeah, they're both the same price. And that one has two external tenors, but it, uh, the benefit of the 6610T is that it has uh, other telemetry inputs. The Wait, is that the new one? That's the old one. I say old one. That's another one that's currently on the market, but that has antennas. So the antenna-less okay. version doesn't have inputs for external telemetry. Right. It does have internal telemetry, and if you have a smart ESC then it, you can pull that telemetry data. But I think what I like about it is I kind of put this on the table for us to discuss because it'll, it'll come back at, <laughs> to us when I talk about the uh, Cessna 337 later. What I like about this one is it's small, it's compact, and you can program AS3X. And, hmm. uh, you know, full disclosure, I've never programmed stabilization in a spectrum receiver. I have with the 234, what is that, Lemon RX? I've programmed that, but this is this is something I'm going to pursue. I'm going to get my hands on because I'd like to to tinker with that. All the other mm -hmm. aircraft I have, like the Otter, or like my first CZ Cub, the stock what was it 625, 626 AS3X receivers were already pre-programmed. But this yep. is one that I'll be able to get my hands on and, and tinker with. So I'm yeah. I'm looking forward to getting one of these. And again, it's it's not too expensive. It's retails 69.99. So I guess what you'll get it for like. Forty nine ninety nine on oh. the street. The street price from the dealer. <laughs> the back of a pickup truck. Yeah. Hey. Maybe, maybe, maybe a little higher. I don't know <laughs> exactly. It says due late December twenty twenty. Oh. Um, but okay. yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna get my hands on that. So th the fact that it's a nice small antenna not showing. <laughs> I'm not gonna say antenna less because <laughs> there's still one in there, right? <laughs> yes. Um, uh, wiggly wire free. How's that? <laughs> <laughs> Wiggly wire free. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, go look, go check that out on uh, SpectrumRC.com. Their AR six thirty six channel AS three X and safe receiver. Yeah, apparently you can program it through your transmitter. They're saying. Yeah, forward programming is that that's what it's called. I think. Yeah, the forward feature. programming menu. So I don't yeah. know what transmitters have that. But yeah. I think I'm, I'm going to get my hands on that Bluetooth programmer though, because I I think uh, I'm. I'll, I'll talk again later, but uh, I think I'm going to get that app that you have on your iPhone that does the Bluetooth programming for you. But And then you have to have the adapter, or does this receiver have that Bluetooth built in? No, I think you have to have the adapter. This doesn't okay. appear to have that feature, but, you know, it should be relatively easy. Yeah, I've used the USB interface, but I've never used the Bluetooth. I assume it's similar. It's very small. It's powered mm -hmm. by the receiver, so... Yeah, I always worry about losing those things. 
So I've got a special place in my flight box where I keep all of them. And I've printed out labels. So that's the biggest part of a lot of these little uh, dongles is the label that I printed on them. <laughs> you know what? That's I'm going to take this this podcast. Do left. <laughs> Hit the brakes. That's what you're right. to do. <laughs> you know, I, that is kind of what I like. What's in your bag? You know, your golf bag? Uh, yeah. If you've ever seen that in golf magazines, they always interview somebody. And we've talked about this in another like fashion, which in your toolbox. But that is a great question because I was looking at my transmitter uh, case the other day, Terry. And I was finding all kinds of, you know, dongles and cables and wires. And I was like, why did I put that in there? So right. it'd be great to like open up your transmitter case and what do you bring to the field to make sure you can <laughs> program your receiver and all that jazz. Yeah, it's like when you open the junk drawer in your house and you find uh, <laughs> keys, you don't know what they go to. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Sounds like well, my key maybe chain. we'll do that. Maybe we'll do that one day. We'll we'll, we'll go get our grab our transmitter cases, take photos, and we'll share them with our listeners. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Like uh, Al Capone's vault. <laughs> that was exciting. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> well, they have to match the the transmitter case to the uh, the co-host. Yeah. There you go. All right, what's next? Uh, well, continue with the horizon. They dropped a new plane, a sport plane called the V twelve hundred. Are you sure it's not called a rocket? Rocket. <laughs> Why would they drop it? <laughs> to see if it bounces. It's literally a rocket. I guess they they looked at the V nine hundred and says that's nice, but we need to embiggen it. <laughs> let's crank it to it. eleven. No, let's crank it to twelve. Yes, <laughs> just put the the the. Uh, not the freeze ray. What do you call it? The expando ray. <laughs> this plane needs more S. <laughs> more S. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> An extra zero. Yeah. So uh, nice looking plane. Very sleek looking. Uh, it's got retracts, so you don't have to hand launch it. Like well, you guys are familiar with the V nine hundred, right? I've seen them at the uh, best one or two years ago. Uh, I so... saw one. I saw one last weekend. Oh, did you? Yeah, a V nine hundred. Oh, yeah. yeah. Holy. Well, smokes. the idea is an off the shelf speedy go fast thing right yeah 120 okay. mile per hour plus i think for the v900 is what they're well, advertising shoot. this one's ranked at 140 um, plus well yeah it's bigger and i think it has more cells and stuff but yeah success for this one yeah those v900s are no slouches no, no basically they're... slap the wings on your lipo yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's a stabilized motor and propeller yeah, they're pretty popular, and yeah. you know we see them all the time on that sad forum on Facebook. <laughs> so, no, it's, it's true. But you have, you have to share the acronym. People that get oh, behind the curve with them. Yeah, Society of Aircraft Demolishers. And yeah, I don't think it's because they're bad airplanes. I think they're just too much airplane for some people sometimes. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, like any high performance plane, they're they're going to have a higher rate of uh, incidents. Oh sure. But uh, this looks very similar. Different trim scheme. They just, like you said, they just uh, blew it up with their transmogrifier ray and uh, gave it retracts. And what else? Does that have flaps, did you say? Uh, am I making that up? Flaps? Maybe. And 6S? Well, I think one of the price things is it's got a 100-amp Spectrum Avion Smart ESE. So. Yeah, everything's yeah. got the Check, Smart ESE. Check-a-ching. Yeah. yeah, you're right. It does have flaps. Okay, so I can see where that would help slow it down. Yeah. Good flaps. Especially if you're going to try to put it on retracts. <laughs> I'm oh, glad yeah. it says six-digital metal-geared servos and not like nine-gram <laughs> servos. High-tech 55s yeah. all around. <laughs> you see the battery range you're talking about? 
So not only four to six S, but three thousand to seven thousand milliamp hour batteries. Okay. Which uh, wow. So if they added an 8S, there would be then 2,000, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Two passes, you're done. Imagine with an 8S on this sucker? <laughs> I'm sure yeah. others are as well. <laughs> that <laughs> enables the smoke feature. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it's you funny. They say point. 110 miles an hour with 4S and then 140 with 6S. So if you ever wondered about that whole drag coefficient, the drag being the square of the speed, yeah. yep. that, that proves it for you. So, yeah, at some point you get diminishing returns, but uh, interesting. Uh, so you just give comes, it more power. Yep, includes the, uh, we're talking about receivers, includes their new 637T receiver, the telemetry. That's the one that has extra inputs as well. Right. This is out of my ability to control yes. envelope. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think no. I, I mean that the evader was 112 with you Fitz that day yeah 112 miles an hour that's where I felt like that was my limit and now that's what you know 10 years ago maybe I think uh I think I've reached my limit to anything over 100 miles an hour I don't think I could fly it so I want it's to hear hear this thing yeah I bet that now, screams yeah I bet it does and I think you probably need a pretty big field for it too, even though it's a little bit bigger. That yeah. at 140, it's going to get small really fast. Well, you need your field, and then you need your debris field. Mr. <laughs> 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 optimist here. <laughs> oh, and I just realized it's light blue. That's not the high visibility scheme you want oh. on a plane this fast. <laughs> the orange blue. was good, but yeah. I don't know if the yeah. light blue was a good decision. Although the bottom of the wings <laughs> maybe, are black. Maybe maybe it changes color with speed. <laughs> <laughs> right, as it heats up. Exactly. Well, well you get, don't, you, don't you have like the red shift and blue shift with uh, as planets and stuff, stars move closer and further away? Maybe it does, does the same thing? Yeah, it goes fast enough that you get Doppler effect. Right? Yeah, the light Doppler yeah. effect, yes. Yeah. All right, so we've said lots of uh, complimentary things and some uh, silly things, but I do actually have some negative things about it. And I will release those when you're ready. Uh, release those. Yeah, no better time in the present. Let's get off your chest. Okay. So I, it's a fundamental concept, not really a concern, but just a thought that my experience with pylon racers and those kind of go fast planes is that's kind of what they're good for. They go fast. And so to me, a, a hand launch belly left. lander, foamy, like basic no frills airplane encompasses that the best. So I'm not sure how much value flaps and retracts adds to that kind of plane. Does it really enhance the experience? I don't know. Well, retracts are nice that you don't have to hand launch it. So you don't, Watch your hand launches. Um, <laughs> and maybe you can apply crow to slow that thing down. Crow. Well, right. Yeah, that part idea. I get. That, yeah, you want a little extra drag to bring it in. But I don't know. Are you trying to make it something that isn't? And well, I, I'll admit I that I haven't watched the video yet. So does it slow down? Does it have to fly it like it's on fire? Maybe it really is a sport plane. I don't know. It probably slows down surprisingly well. I mean, there's a video on here. While you're talking, I can look at it real quick. Okay, go ahead. We can always... Hey, knife edges. 
Well, I watched the video. It's it's got some pattern like movements. They did you know they did a couple of slow maneuvers, which look good. Mm-hmm. But, but of course, they showed a lot of it going fast. Right. Yeah. Well, I think that's the primary appeal of it, right? It's going to do that better than most other planes. So, and there's a lot of people who like that, and I do sometimes. It's not my only okay. Jones. So there's a shot of it landing. It's not too bad. It's not a trainer floater, but it's it's reasonable slow, reasonably slow. It lands with flaps. And sometimes well, if you have a short field, it can it help. So you don't pick up a lot of speed when you're coming in on approach. I guess my point is that every V900 I've seen, it gets launched. They flip the toggle switch on the throttle and it stays full throttle until the battery's dead and then they land it. That's just the kind of flight that people are looking for with it. Mm. So I would think if that's what you're looking for with the 1200, uh, I don't know. It's you just would do you it quicker. Be, would you be better off saving the weight of flap servos and retracts? Well, you can always take them out. Well, okay, you could. Put your screwdriver and some glue. That's what modding is all about. Yeah. Put the all stuff right. in another plane. But I, but Terry, I'm going to agree with you because funny enough, last weekend there was a guy with a V900 doing exactly what you just said. <laughs> he threw it. It was full throttle the entire time. And I'm not faulting for that because they're fun to watch. Somebody had one at neat and I was like, wow, I forgot how fast those things are. And I'm sure it was box stock. And it looked like a heck of a lot of fun. But, well, I guess you know what you're getting into with this type of plane. It's something that's, if you just want something to burn up the sky, and sometimes you feel the need for speed, and that's you. Sometimes you don't. And now, it is full house, so you can do aerobatics. It's got rudder, working rudder, and, and such. So, can... Does the 900 <clears throat> have a rudder? You know, you read my mind. I was just looking to see if it did. Uh, it says four channel, so I guess yes. The V900 has a working rudder, so. Huh. All right. Well, you know what? If somebody handed me one in the box and said, here, go fly it, I wouldn't say no. Yeah, but, yeah, but I can see it's just not quite your style. That's just fine. That's, you know what? And now that you've got me thinking, this, the flaps and the retracts might be the one thing that makes this airplane practical for my field mm. because it, it's not a big field and it's surrounded by trees. So you might need that extra drag of the flaps just to get the darn thing on the ground and and that amount of space. So I don't know. I'd like to see one in person and then make another decision. Yeah. Well, all right then. That's it. Uh, you guys don't have any, any opposing viewpoints? $350. Three fifty. All right. Three fifty. That's uh, everything but a battery. Uh, no, three, three fifty. Where'd you get three fifty? Three sixty nine. I see. Oh, I thought That's that number was scratched out. Bind and fly basic. <clears throat> there's th- there's three versions. There's a bind and fly, uh, what a plug and play, and a some sort of package that co- includes a six cell five thousand battery hmm. pack, which I thought was interesting. Does it need a super high discharge battery? I this is a thirty C, so I guess they must figure that's oh, enough. Okay. Yeah, and it's a hundred amp speed control, so yeah. Right. Yeah, it's. Lot less than thirty C. It's like ten C. Yeah, I just okay. noticed it has uh, gear doors. That's a nice touch. Oh, does it? Yeah. If you're gonna have retracts, give it gear doors. Clean yeah. it up. Oh, one other nice touch is it has aluminum spinner. Oh, that's real aluminum. Okay. Yeah. yeah aluminium. Aluminium. Yes, for our brothers across the pond. 
All right. <laughs> Everybody's. I was watching an old British comedy, and the guy was talking about he's he's going to upgrade his cars. And he he goes, I've got an altimeter. <laughs> a what? <laughs> like oh, an altimeter. <laughs> in his car. In his car. Yeah, I was. I don't know why he's got an altimeter in his car, but he, he was real proud of it. Is that next to the acceleratrix? The acceleratrix, the capacitors. Yes. Um, uh, <laughs> ding, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> uh, interrupt you guys. Get us back in, on target. One last walk-on <laughs> topic here. Hmm? Uh, apparently, Gropner has been picked up by another distributor in the United States. Uh, man, they shift around a lot lately, it seems. Yeah, man. A bunch of floozies. Uh, <laughs> Who is it? It's, um, I had the name right here a second ago. Um, Bob's Balsa Barn? Bob's Balsa. Uh, Control Hobbies. Oh. Not really familiar with them, but. Yeah. This is the first time hearing of them or this. Yeah. So maybe they formed just to do this. Hmm. Now I'm going to be a negative nanny though. Oh. Huh? It's all it's their, not your nature. It's all their radio stuff. When I hear Gropner, I'm thinking, oh, they have cool boats and airplanes and stuff. Uh, and props. And, and props, but so far it's just uh, the radio stuff. Which I'm not saying the radio stuff is bad. Just um, I hope they expand their line to other stuff. If they have other stuff. I don't know. Gropner has gone through. Uh, is the radio company separate from the airplane company now? That is a good question. I thought there was some sort of drama a few years back. Uh, I couldn't quote it, but. I want to say there's some backdoor shenanigans that went on. and uh, Yeah, I don't know. I'd have to research it. Well, I guess if you're a Gropner fan, I, I think I've seen some people running their radios in person. I can't remember. I used to have one. I okay. had the MZ12 or 24 <clears throat> or whatever it is. MZ12. Yeah, okay. Okay, yeah, maybe it was you that I saw. Yeah, MZ12, MZ24, MZ16. Oh, it changed her. Some Stasi radios. I think I see some jet guys using them. Yeah, I mean, they're pretty popular. Um, yeah. I liked mine. It, it wasn't anything spectacularly different from what I had, other than it had a a color touchscreen, which was kind of cool. But, yeah, it, it did what it was supposed to do. Yeah, so I guess if you're a Gropner fan, there's now a U.S. distributor for them. Or a new yeah, U.S. distributor. Well, yeah, another one. <laughs> another one. <laughs> yeah. So, um, hey, if you're a Gropner fan, go check out Control Hobbies. Give them your support. Hopefully they can stick around for a while. I assume uh, it's controlhobbies.com? Uh, controlhobbies with an S dot com. All right. So, uh, it'd be interesting to find out what happened to the like their models, the the boats. Oh, they had some cool boats. Yeah, uh, do, you ever, do you ever see the Grobner catalogs from like back in the late 80s, early 90s? Careful, don't don't trigger Lee. <laughs> He's a tower guy. Oh, no, Grobner had some cool stuff too. Oh, yes. I, <laughs> I, su- I support this topic. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I have. And, you know, Hobby Lobby used to be their importer. They had a lot of cool stuff. They had a lot of stuff, yeah. You know, until very recently, I still had one of my Gropner boats. Hmm. So, I have a fond memory of them. All right. Well, I think we've cleaned up for the news of the week. I say let's uh, take a quick break and we'll be right back. So 
So, Lee, you had a bit of a road trip this past weekend. I did. A symbolic road trip. Symbolic, yes. Symbolical. Excuse me, symbolic, a little sad, a little, I don't know, curious. Uh, I don't know. It's, it's, uh, it was formally a best weekend. Yes, that was <laughs> the weekend formally known as best. Yeah, best that's, curious? That's good. <laughs> <laughs> Not anymore. Not anymore, yeah. So uh, we've talked about it on the show. We've all, and I've talked about it for years on the podcast and uh, about best and how it brought us together and how wonderful it is. And as many of you know, this stupid 2020 COVID China virus, whatever we want to call it, has just been stupid hmm? 2020. <laughs> stupid 2020, exactly. <laughs> it's been a bad, bad year. And then we learned Eddie Van Halen died today. So hmm. just all this stuff. But anyway, so we did not get best at Tri-County. We tried three Wait, other Wait, hold fields. on, hold on. Not everybody speaks your shorthand lingo. Really? Oh my, really. Best electric in South Texas. Thank you. <laughs> Tri-County Barnstormers in New Waverly, Texas. Thank you. It's a super Better. wonderful electric fly-in that we have every <laughs> year, except this year. <laughs> uh, so it didn't happen. and uh, It didn't just not happen. It didn't happen despite your heroic efforts to salvage it anywhere, <laughs> <you>. somewhere. <laughs> and I'm really choosing my words carefully right now. I'm on the spot. This is live, guys. <laughs> I don't have a prepared speech. <laughs> so let's just say I made some attempts to rekindle a little bit of best for some friends. And those plans fell through. So literally at the uh, 11th hour, is that what we're going to, is that the right idiom? <laughs> the 1130th hour <clears throat> the 1130th hour i i called my buddy tom up in fort worth texas he is not uh i don't think he's currently the club president i think he's no uh, yeah but it, it, we call it his his field but thunderbird field up in uh to, to the burleson texas i guess it's i mean i say it's burleson that's where I stayed. Boy, long story short, called Tom, said, Tom, need a field, need a field to fly, want to get some people together. Is your field available? And within 24 hours, he called me back and said, yep, the field's available. And we made a list of people we wanted to invite. And interestingly enough, the list was very small when I wanted to have it down here in Houston. It got much larger and much friendlier when I got up to Fort Worth. Nice. <laughs> All right. And sadly, one one well two dear friends but one friend uh could not make it and again i'm sorry fitz yeah well. you could not make it because <clears throat> i was looking forward to it i think that would have been great to have you up there but i do have yeah. some goodies for you by the way oh yeah, all right true. there's a pile in my garage of things people gifted to you so all oh, right <laughs> see you did win they like <laughs> you, me they you really won the like raffle. me <laughs> so uh boy i really got off on a weird foot there let me get back to the description <laughs> now Fit full disclosure four. thunderbird field is my former club that when i used to live up there so was it at the same location then uh sort of same area same lake but just different side huh, okay. used to be on the north side yeah and that's where we went for the sae event that's right years or four years ago whenever it was yep four years ago yeah crashy smashy fiesta <laughs> <laughs> we have a video out there folks go check it yeah. out so, uh, yeah, let me just speed up here. Went to Fort Worth, went to Thunderbird, drove myself and some planes up there and uh, met some good good friends from best in previous years. Me, Sparky, Tom, Richard, Steve, Brad, Michael, and a couple other people on the side who just came to hang out and we had a blast. 
The winds were a little uh, high in Saturday afternoon, but I'll tell you, Saturday morning was nice. And I, I'll tell you, Tom and I both were just looking around going, this is some of the best weather we've had, you know, on a best weekend. Nice. And, and we got to fly, you know, some night flyer aircraft Saturday night. It was wonderful. We had, it was just perfect weather. Uh, oh, so I yeah. Well, we can come back to it later, but I'm curious about the night flying because going into it, you said it's a county park that has a, a close time and you weren't sure how night flying was going to pan out. Well, I'll tack on that. Uh, Good. The the park itself closes, I think, at 10. So that's when they close the gates to the park. But the club members have the combo or key to the gates to the field. So whoever's the last person there that leaves closes it. So whether, you know, six o'clock, whatever. So Tom was basically our sponsor. So we stayed until we all decided, you know what, I'm hungry. (laughs) We said, yeah, let's go eat. And by the way, we had a a, four of us, uh, was it four of us? Well, five, including me, went out and had a, a great little meal at a place called The Porch and just sat there and hammered away. And we had a great time. I mean, it, it really did ease the tension that I've had for several months wondering if best was going to happen. It wasn't as great as a typical, you know what? I'm going to, I'm a jerk. Hey Kirk, I'm apologizing to you right now. Kirk Jensen. I'm so sorry, my buddy. Kirk drove out there Saturday, came in Saturday morning and left. Now maybe, maybe this is just my little uh, subliminal, excuse me, (laughs) subconscious uh, razzing him because I was taking a nap (laughs) at one point and he left without telling me. So maybe I'm just mad he didn't (laughs) tap me on the shoulder and say goodbye. But no, our buddy Kirk Jensen from Tri-County, he's the one who'd been uh, uh, emceeing, right? Master of Ceremonies, I guess (laughs) we're going to say. He's been running best for many, many years. In fact, uh, Tom and I have been 17 years, so Kirk would have been running it for 16 uh, anyway, amazing. Uh, he came down to, we all flew together. He looked, he was the most relaxed I've ever seen him. <laughs> you know, he's always, always so busy doing stuff at the field, but no, we had, we had a great time and I could go on and on about what we flew. Maybe I'll let y'all ask me some questions, but it was good to get away, go do some flying. I, I had some great flying, uh, this weekend. So happy to report. I came home with everything in one piece. So well, your turn. I, I'm really happy you were able to do that. Because I don't think anybody anybody listening can fully comprehend just how much that event means to you and how much you look forward to it all year long and the people that you only see there. And so I, I think I only get a glimpse of the meaning of it to you. So the fact that you were able to salvage some aspect of that is tremendous. So well, thank you. I, I hope it sort of filled that bucket, even if only a little bit. Well, you remember, Terry, we talked many months before the COVID scare that, you know, I wanted to have you come down and we talked about, you know, forking over some cash and getting you a flight down here. So obviously with the quarantining and all the, the, I mean, just the flight stuff in general, that wasn't going to be an option, but I really would have liked to have you come down so we could really experience, you know, a full on best (laughs) (laughs) slap in your face best, you know, so (laughs) <laughs> and and with Fitz not there, no, no, Fitz would have had some really cool planes to fly, and um, you know we always have a great time together. But we did, you know, Sparky had some cool stuff out there, and uh, you know Tom and I were razzing each other about my uh, uh, neutered otter. <laughs> 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 uh, but speaking of the otters, we had four twin otters there, and the best wow. the best story of all was Richard Ng. Uh, he wasn't sure he was going to come out. You know, he didn't. He wasn't going to come to Houston. And when we told him about the Dallas, uh, the Thunderbird thing, he wasn't sure he was going to come out. But he did, and he Good. flew, and he bought an otter 
like on Thursday or Friday or something. And Friday night, he put it together and we flew it Saturday. Oh, great. You're talking the E-Flight Twin Otter. The E-Flight Twin Otter, yep. Okay. And of course, I was just, you know, <laughs> Tom and I were just at each other about, you know, he, he flew his scale like he's got a, a beautiful paint scheme. But me, you know, I just I gutted mine to just make it a fast speed <laughs> demon. And I had a blast. I'll tell you that that otter is just one of my favorite go to planes now. You know, if I'm just need to get out and go fly, I'll throw that in the car and go. So cool. multiple otters, otter eyes, otters, <laughs> otter. No, otters? what was it? What was the word I said? I actually looked up the the. It's not a gaggle. What is it? Uh, I sent the 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 definition to you. I gotta go look it up now. A pod. Pod. That's a murder. <laughs> murder. No. Yeah, murder. Is that ducks? No, that. Ducks, no, that's crows. I think crows. Yeah. Oh, it was a romp of otters. That's a romp. <laughs> a romp. Oh, that. Yeah. Oh, that a fits. group of otters is called a romp. So we romp nice. some otters. Wow. <laughs> at, at <the laughs> I wouldn't use that in polite company. <laughs> uh, but what else? Okay, so and and you hadn't talked about it yet, but I'll just Wait. jump right into it. Unless you're going to do it right now. I heard you left a little bit of your otter behind as a souvenir. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I love that story. So when uh, Tom and I were flying together, and I was like just doing loops around him, you know, he was going nice and slow, and I was like, zoom, going back and forth. Well, he he's yelled out, I'm going to do a touch and go. Well, I don't have gears on mine, guys, so I do have a little, you know, molded uh, <laughs> lip on the bottom of the otter, but I did a drag and go for a long time <laughs> and when i came back and looked at it there's a whole bunch of the foam missing and it's all over thunderbird field you added a stripe to the runway <laughs> i was looking for it because i was really looking the to see the stripe. blue stripe so i could photograph it i couldn't find it but the, the here's the just fyi for anybody else who decides to uh you know take out the gear of your otter and do touching goes be careful because i think what happened is that um, there's something amiss with the airflow because it sucked to the ground. I couldn't <laughs> couldn't lift up, so I had to keep applying power, and I was getting really nervous. And then it just <laughs> <laughs> it come on, baby. I mean, it was a good thirty or forty feet <laughs> on the ground before I could lift up. And I was a little nervous, but she survived. Again, it's, I think it's a badge of honor on that. Honor. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna cover it up. It's uh, it's fine. What's the opposite of ground effect? Ground sucking, <laughs> F one car, <laughs> indie racing, gravity effect, yeah, yeah. something. Okay, so yeah, I, I did do. I did leave a mark. So, um, so Lee, was this mainly just invitational thing? Yeah, it was, and you know, uh, there were probably eight other club members out there, and mm-hmm. had nice chats with everybody, you know. And there was social distancing, so I'm going to put that out there anyway, guys. We all had our own tables. We were spread out. Spread you had out. a bouncer at the gate with the red velvet rope. <laughs> oh, that was it. <laughs> uh, I don't want to take this podcast too long, but there's some other stories I'll tell you guys later. Um, <laughs> but as far as flying, the two beside the otter was great. I like flying the otter, but the two planes that I brought that brought me the biggest joy was the Cessna 337. This was my second 3D printed That's right, uh, 337 yeah. that I finished and had two good flights out of that. And then I also brought a glider that I've had my, well, since my dad was alive. Uh, it's the Craft Air Golden Eagle. I had finished it years ago, and I did some yeah. hand tosses, but I never got it on a high start. Well, oh, my oh. friend... Go ahead. I was going to say, one at a time. Well, did the pick three, a plan three, and go with it. <laughs> well, did the 337 survive? Yes, I told you. Everything came home in one piece. Okay. The 337 was, was really good. I don't feel it flew as great as the first one, but let's just add that it was very windy when I was flying. So okay. we'll just chalk that up to the you know turbulence and give it another go. You know, well, 
as you were building it, you were wondering what the weight was going to be. And we all predicted it was going to be the same or very close to the original, but... It was heavier. Considerably yeah. heavier. 150 grams heavier. What's that in American? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Grams Someone figure ounce, out the gram. 26 grams? Yeah. Five ounces. Mm. On a, what? What's the total weight? Four pounds. Four pounds. Okay. So, I mean, it's not Notice how I didn't say huge. grams. Notice how I converted yeah, it to you. pounds for you? Thank you. No, it, it felt fine. And and quite frankly, I was thinking when I when I was hand launching it uh, the first time, it didn't feel any different than the first one. So I'm wondering if the first time I weighed the plane, maybe I, I didn't have the scale value. Maybe maybe they're closer than I really you know than that 150 grams. But uh, forget the forget the weight for a second. There was just some issues where um, she she was just waggling a lot. You know, uh, roll wise, she would just kind of do a little wiggle down the runway. I'm going to attribute it to the wind. It was breezy. If you watch the video, it's it's gusting oh, okay. a lot. And um, she really wanted to uh, slide in those turns. So, you know, um, two, three, four, adverse slide. yaw, adverse yaw. I, I still think the rudders are undersized. I, and, and I think you're right. And so I did ma- mention that to the designer. Uh, but he's also going to come out with a version two with functional rudders, which okay. I think would really help. That would bigger help. Bigger functional think... rudders? Functional yeah. rudders, yeah. But oh. bigger? Um, yeah, hopefully bigger. Hopefully, yeah. The verticals need to be bigger. You may have to cheat. If it's scale, just tell them cheat 10% yeah. or something. But, but enough about that. Works. We'll talk about the build of that thing. It, it flew fine. I had okay. a great time. Okay. It flew. It, you know, hand launch. <laughs> I didn't run as far this time. I, I kept it. <laughs> I didn't jog a mile to, before I threw it. I, I took like yeah. three steps and launched it this time. There's video of your maiden flight and your launch looked great. I didn't see any yeah. you know, craziness coming out of your hand. and looked very solid. Yeah. And I didn't kill the kill. I didn't uh, activate the uh, rear motor until a good 30, 40 feet. You know, once it's huh. flying. Hit so, turbo boost. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you, when I hit turbo boost, it didn't do anything. <laughs> it's, it's pretty windy, so it just kind of just climbed a little bit more. Um, but no, we had a good time. Uh, I had uh, Steve on the camera and I had Sparky on the video camera. So I was nice, thankful right. for those guys to take photos for me. Actually, Michael also got me some stills as well. He was mm. back at the, uh, the pits. Uh, but I had a great time. It, it looks much better. <laughs> it does. It, it looks it, nicer. It sounds like prettier. it flies better or you're more used to it or something. Yeah. And okay. again, I'm, I'm looking forward to trying it without as much wind just to see if I feel better about it. Because that sure. it may have been just the weather and not anything that's wrong with the aircraft. Yeah, I agree. It's hard to make a judgment on a new plane when the conditions are rough. So any other questions on the 337? Mm, you said two flights mm-hmm. and no funniness. No, did, did <laughs> no you do ha-ha's. any rolls? <laughs> no rolls, rolls, loops, any aerobatics. I'm at, I think I'll put that. I'm going to call it the no rolls Skymaster. <laughs> no, come on. I don't think I will do any rolls. Don't be. In, it's just an airplane. Roll it. it. And so was the other one, and I rolled it. Yeah, I, <laughs> and now it's I, not an airplane anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sticking with my structural failure theory. Let me let me get like 50 flights in, and then we'll we'll try it again. No, I'm I'm enjoying the look and the feel. We'll you know save it for a rainy day when I'm just desperate to get that roll in. All right, <laughs> this Fair is for you, you Terry. <laughs> <laughs> Have six cameras on it. Yeah, well, five ounces extra. You could have put a couple of run cams on. Oh. There. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'll just do it anyway. 
<laughs> yep. What's another five ounces? <laughs> Who cares? It takes off. But I'm surprised that you said it did so well with just the front motor. Yeah. So it sounds like it doesn't really need that back one. It needs it. I mean, oh, okay. it, it, it's, it can fly. It can maintain you know a steady flight. But no, it, it's not going to do any great performance without that rear. All right. So it you know it does does tack. I mean, and I'm and I'm pretty much flying over half throttle the entire time. So she does need power. Okay. Well, okay, I'm happy, happy for you. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy glad you too. pulled it together. You made it pretty. You made it fly. Well done. Well, and if you remember when when the first one crashed, I wasn't crying. I wasn't angry. I was like, I'm going to build another one, and I yeah. did. And it flies just as you know, pretty much as well as the first one, and perfect. That's exactly the what you'd want, what you'd hope for. Yeah. All right, now talk to me about the Golden Eagle. Golden Eagle. So kind of set it back, rewind. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Had a plane for a long time. My dad had got his hands on it, never finished it. And when he passed away, I just kind of stored it away. And about, I don't know, four or five years ago, I finished it. Did some hand tosses. Flew great. Beautifully, by the way. It's a nice looking airplane. Yeah, Thank very you. nice. Translucent yellow with white trim. Mm-hmm. And yeah, working okay. spoilers too, looks like, right? Working spoilers, yeah. which <laughs> side story, uh, when I hooked it all together to you know set it up and check the CG, the spoilers wouldn't work, Fitz. Okay. So thankfully I have, oh, and I hate myself for not remembering the name of it, but it starts with an E. I have a little electronic servo tester. It's a circuit board. It's a something engineering. God darn it. And I love this little servo tester. I use it a lot and I basically put it in um, test mode, you know, and so Basically, after a couple of moving moving the arms manually, uh, I broke them in. So they came back to life. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And, which is good. So I'm is saying this is... Blow on it like an Atari cartridge. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the exact version of what I had to do. Uh, so just saying, guys, if you have a server... Servos by Nintendo. Have, <laughs> well, you think about it. They've been sitting for a long time. <laughs> but I did get them back up and running. So uh, tied those to my throttle which is great. I, I, I mentioned it to my friend Steve. I was like, I, I used to just have my spoilers on a switch, you know, and I just go back and forth with the switch if I needed the spoilers. But then I realized these other guys are using the throttle, you know, so if you're yeah. flying, you go forward. <laughs> when you want to slow down, you pull the stick back. And that was a great little uh, idea. So that was that's nice because I can spot land with that thing. But I digress. I kind of jumped to the end there. Uh, hadn't flown it off a high start. We laid out a high start at Thunderbird, let everybody know where the line was so they wouldn't trip on it. And Steve and I went out there and got about six or seven flights with the Golden Eagle. Had a wonderful time doing that. It was just, boy, it just took me back to when I was a kid with my dad. It was the same feeling. And, you know, I had that feeling when I was launching that glider for you, Fitz, at Northwest RC. Yeah. You know, just doing doing what I did most was launch it for my dad, go get the parachute, come back. <laughs> All those memories started flooding back. Yeah, but this time I made Steve go get the parachute. <laughs> <laughs> and he didn't complain either. But Steve also brought a uh, two, three, four easy glider. I okay. think this is the easy glider pro maybe because it had a motor, but he took it off. So he brought his easy glider. And then once he learned how I threw mine, um, and I actually think we launched his first to test the line and that worked great. And then we went back and forth, flew our gliders, had a great time and was just really, really happy that the Golden Eagle did so well. Um, some people mentioned in the RC groups thread that I made for it that it really needed uh, like higher wind or it was meant for slopes or, you know, it, I, I don't, they were saying it was not a good thermal flyer, but I had no 
feeling whatsoever that she wasn't performing well. I mean, mm. in general, it wasn't a good thermal day, but it floated very well. Mm. I had a great time. Well, good. And you weren't competing, so. No, no. <clears throat> but I was able to get her to land within, you know, 50 feet, if not closer. That's pretty good. Yep. And uh, Steve beat me on uh, on a longer flight, though. I think I had a five-minute flight. He had a seven-minute flight. But when you think about launching off a bungee within a couple of seconds, <laughs> that's, that's a long time. Yeah, that's really good. <laughs> yeah. Especially on a windy yeah. day, too. Like that. And typically, that's about all I'm good for with sailplanes. The launch is fun. Gliding around is fun. And then after a few minutes, I'm like, okay. Will it loop? Will it spin? <laughs> will it roll? <laughs> yeah. How long will it glide upside down? <laughs> Well, yeah, then don't touch ADD. my don't touch my gliders. <laughs> Keep your hands off. Go get your own. All right. Sorry. I think that's it. Is there anything else I need to talk about? I what else did I fly? Uh, Thunder and Lightning. Had fun with that. Good. Uh, good. The Otter. Uh, my Corsair. Oh, hello. I because I took a photo of it. My H and M Corsair. Nice. Great man. I, I love that plane, Terry. Thanks again. Good. I'll always tell you thank you. But it. I I have a blast flying that thing. It was great in the wind too. And I and didn't bust the landing gear once. Right. So right. kept the landing gear and kept the uh, rudder? Kept the rudder. Never that's, rolled uh, it. Yeah, that's all you can ask for. That's success. <laughs> right. So did anybody else have cool stuff there that we haven't seen before? That you haven't seen before. Yeah, Tom um, always has something new and crazy. Yeah, Tom and Sparkles. Sparky. Yeah. Sparky pretty much brought what he's, stuff he's already had. I didn't see anything new from Sparky. Um, okay. But Tom bought the O. Is it the OV10? The new was it Motion RC OV10? Oh, oh yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Big plane. I only saw it land. I was busy doing something, and the next thing yeah. I know, I turn around, and he's landing the sucker. But it's really pretty, nice and big. It's a uh, uh, wood, what, isn't it? Oh, it's I don't a, know. It's not no, a I think it's foam. Is it? Uh, I think so. I'm gonna guess it's foam too. Okay. But it's a big, it's a big sucker. Mm. There was a guy with a an E flight P fifty one like yours fits, and he had a sound box on it. Oh yeah, yeah. But we all complained that his sound box must have been like stuck at half throttle because it did not sound like it was going fast. <laughs> <laughs> it sounded more like a Model T flying in the air. Who's flying that tractor? <laughs> we told him, is there a speed up knob somewhere? Because you're not going fast enough. Um, but uh, he also had a really nice F sixteen EDF. That he flew, that was uh, that was really pretty. Hmm. Uh, we had one guy with a turbine, because uh, you know he's a club member and he he he's a good pilot. I think Tom had mentioned, is it Dave? Uh, he's one of the SAE pilots, main pilots. Oh, okay, yeah, I think he gave demos for the turbine in one of the SAE events. He, yeah, he's a good pilot. Yeah, we did yeah. we did have player. a plane disappear. Oh no! On Saturday morning, a guy, first guy out there was flying, and we never saw it again. <laughs> Like towards the lake or elsewhere? Trees, the trees. Oh. And and maybe he got it. I didn't see him retrieve it, but both uh, Sparky and the gentleman went out there and Sparky came up empty-handed. So, Yikes. And if and again, if they did find it, I just didn't catch that part, but they were out there for a while. Mm. Uh, but no, nothing else was crazy. Oh, okay. So Steve's friend, Brad, he came with, I was, you know, this fast planes. He's the guy who has like the V900. He loves to fly the, the fast stuff. Well, he had the Rare Bear. Do you remember that kit that came out that everybody was souping up? That's a little one? one. That little purple, yeah. The, yeah, that's, that's a little speed it's, demon too. It's not that little. Well, it's, okay, so three foot wingspan, four foot maybe? Yeah, something like that. Okay, well, I anyway. had one. Yeah. Okay, so he must have had his crank to 13. 
<laughs> and I know I was I was I was resting my eyes when I heard <laughs> that can't be and good. someone this guy next behind me goes oh i think it was a midair i said why because look at all those planes out there it was just his plane in several pieces <laughs> <laughs> but it was spectacular yeah it was wide uh widespread there so uh, you found the the speed of foam and and uh, <laughs> yeah. <of> dirt <laughs> but he did find mr earth it was all going well until the earth showed up uh, Terminal but i'll wrap velocity. this up i know i want to talk to uh fitz about his weekend too so i had a great time it was nice to have Thunderbird Field uh, offer a little sanctuary for uh, a semi-best. We call it text best. <laughs> we called it text best. And uh, it was good. Had, had a great time. And glad Kurt came out there. He flew, I just think, two planes. He had a, one of the new, uh, I say CZ Cubs, but it's that orange one. Mm, okay. Fits. So he flew that. Had a good time. Makes me, and I'm glad I looked at it because I think I am going to buy those wheels and swap out the ones on my CZ Cub, my original one. They're, they're a lot spongier. Are they aftermarket wheels or just different kit wheels? Well, well the ones on mine are hard as a rock. Yeah. Uh, so whatever stock are on his, they're much softer. But oh, that's right. That changed. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he could have towed your glider up with that. <laughs> he could have. We should have had No, we didn't. Do you uh, have oh, a tow release on the Eagle, Golden Eagle? Or is it only a high start? Oh, it's only a high start hook. Okay. I uh, will say I stopped to at New Creations on the way up there. Ah, for all your hobby needs. Yes, yeah. New Creations in Willis, Texas. No, Kurt, it's a wonderful hobby shop. It's a wonderful place. It's, it's an awesome place. Unfortunately, COVID has closed half the building off. Oh. And I'm not complaining. I mean, it's they do what you got to do. But if you... Uh, uh, love. I don't know. I guess say. I guess if you love any type of this hobby, but especially for those who like vintage parts, a trip Ele- to New Creations. Well, I think what? you have to put the qualifier electric. Okay. He doesn't dabble in wet fuel, does he? Ah, uh, if he does, he might have stuff on consignment. Yeah, but uh, it was one of the original shops catering to electric flyers. Yeah, All right. I think he dabbles a little bit just for local flyers. I think he might have fuel and some other stuff just. Yeah, for those guys. But it it is worth just going in there, take a deep breath, <laughs> smell those brushless motors, <laughs> and brush and motors. brushed motors, <laughs> those yeah. batteries, and the <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yeah. uh, it, Went in there, picked up a package for my friend Steve. He had ordered something from there, so I was going to pick it up for him on the way. I grabbed a couple of things too, but he had mentioned he had a lot of consignment uh, items because some people were getting out of the hobby. So he he was, you know stuffed with boxes in in that first room oh. uh, had an astro flight challenger on the wall a glider Ooh, that's a nice vintage right. glider and and i don't know if i'm going to pull the trigger on this i'm just talking here but there was a seagull uh, 337 fully Ooh. loaded never Is flown. That the 80 incher yeah big one big one electric okay. yeah sitting up well, there it was on uncon- i thought it could go either way but right whatever so this one was electric with brushless motors installed yeah and it was very pretty, and it caught my eye. And the first price was eleven hundred, and it's marked wow. down to eight hundred. <laughs> okay, and I'm like, wow. Well, they take two. This is a bit high. It depends on what gear is in there, but yeah, that that's not cheap. But it was pretty. So yeah. just saying. So anyway, yes, New Creations doing a little plug. Look them up. Uh, NewCreationsRC.com, I believe. New Creations Dash RC, is that what you said? I no. think there's a dash in there is somewhere. Is there a dash? Oh. I think so. We can look them up. Yeah. Another Kirk. Dash too. <laughs> so, uh, I guess I can wrap it up. I had a good time. So, it was a happy weekend. Awesome. So, is there any sort of forecast for what things will look like next year? 
Assuming I will, COVID is not an issue. I will, uh, I'll state this now, I will do my best, fellow listeners, to uh, approach approach <laughs> approach Tri-County Barnstormers to run the event. I am AMA event manager certified, so I can't officially run the event. I'd like to, you know, get that down by March or April so we can put it in the model aviation event schedule. So I would like to bring it back. I'd like to just everybody put an asterisk on 2020, just pretend like it didn't happen, and let's just take up where we left off. It's like a mulligan mixture. Yeah. Well, not even a mulligan's too nice. <laughs> the year that must not be named. Yeah, <laughs> I like that better. <laughs> we do not mention 2020. <laughs> All right, so I'm done. I don't. Wanna, I want to stop talking. I really didn't think I was going to talk this long. Fitz. Yes. Did you go somewhere this weekend? Uh, yes, I did. Uh, our our, our old buddy Bomber Field had a high wing only fly in this weekend, this past weekend. So I didn't go both days. I was only able to go on Sunday. Uh, so I understand Saturday was a little more busier than Sunday. So this is quite a stark contrast to the B-17 event where you got a billion people. This one was really, really low key. <laughs> so, but it was, the weather was really nice and we just had some nice flying and it was really nice and relaxing. Uh, so I went up, uh, I guess you, I don't think I've talked about it, but I've been working on a new review and that is the, uh, Seagull model shock cub that's uh, distributed by Legend Hobbies. And currently on our Facebook page. Yes, I saw you put the picture on there. Look at that. Is that just a fantasy model or is there some one-off or custom job out there somewhere? No, it's a real plane. Really? Yeah, look it up. It's it's in Europe somewhere. I can't, I always forget what country, Italy or something. And it's, they, they took sort of like a carbon cub sort of thing and I, but I think it's a whole new design so mm. the wing is totally different than any cub that I've seen uh, but it's a, there's some videos of one flying in this guy's landing on some little sand dune in a river somewhere you know landing at like 10 feet <laughs> <laughs> and it's got these big tundra tires and they see him take off and there's some video of in the cockpit of him flying around and stuff so it's a real thing and it's it's uh, uh, it was designed to fly slow really well uh, so this plane, this is a 102 inch. This is the biggest model I've ever had. And it barely fits in a car. Uh, and, uh, it's got a 40 CC twin cylinder RCGF engine in it, which is kind of neat to play around with. So, uh, I took that up and that was really the first time I've flown it in a, at an event. Lee and I earlier in the week went to a field and flew a few times so he could take some pictures of it and stuff for me. Um, oh, and by the way, Lee, I actually have been playing with the flaps on that uh, a little bit. You meant you, I don't know if you remember before I thought. Oh, I remember. Yeah. <laughs> so I should inside, mention that. Inside humor, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Just say the word flap to fits and he'll cringe. <laughs> <laughs> so this plane has leading edge slats. And not only does it have leading slats, they're movable. And so ostensibly you hook them up. Well, according to instructions, you actually can link them to the flaps so that when you lower the flaps, these leading edge slats move into a looking up position. Uh, 
Well, unfortunately, the manual didn't say how much to move them. So when I first used them, <laughs> <laughs> fortunately, I was up high. I said, let me try to flap. It's like, okay, that's not quite a flap. <laughs> let's turn into a different airplane. <laughs> yes. I suspect they were moving way too much and turning into spoilers. So uh, I actually locked them into positionally. And I tried it again, and it was that much was better. That was my idea, yes. Yeah, so your idea, I and I locked him <laughs> into position. I did a test flight at a local field, and I said, oh, okay, now we're getting somewhere. And I took it out to the bomber field and flew it a few times, and people were really um, impressed on how short a takeoff and landing I can do with the Good. thing. Yeah, see, and that was the thing. I didn't know if you had brought it, so I'm glad to hear that you got to take it out over there. Yeah, I took Perfect. it out, flew it a couple yeah. times. I uh, had some people ask me a whole bunch of questions about it. And, uh, <laughs> did all the pieces? Stay connected this time? <laughs> yes. All the pieces. I guess. Did, yeah. did the Loctite work? So this is what I did. Yeah. So after flying it at, <laughs> um, uh, during the week with Lee, I swear I heard a little tink. That's probably what it was. <laughs> or flying her tink. Like, make, sure, make sure you put that tink sound in the video. <laughs> <laughs> but everything was fine, but I was like, oh, did I hear something? I thought maybe I was hearing things. So when I landed... Yeah, one of the motor mount standoffs was not on the plane anymore. Fortunately, <laughs> it was on the ground. Fortunately, I found it. but And then the bolt was sticking out of the cowl. So uh, so the motor, motor was on three bolts instead of four. And I'm like, you know, I Loctite these things. So and what I did is I did two things, actually. I uh, When I got home, I realized the Loctite I used was the blue type. And I know the blue type is sort of medium strength. So I popped over to the... Uh, uh, Ace Hardware and picked up the red Loctite, which is super high strength. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck when you need to remove it. Uh, well, hey, I'd rather struggle to remove it than have it remove itself in flight. Yeah. Okay. Uh, also, I noticed that the lock washers that I guess came with, I don't know where they came, I guess they came with the motor, they weren't really all that great. They weren't, you know, lock washers are split. And these were sort of not very split that much. They were sort of almost flat. So I picked up some lock washers too while I was there that seemed to be a little more aggressive in their in the bend, in their twist in them. Uh, Why so, not lock nuts? Well, they they got blind nuts that go through the fuselage. Oh, I see. So okay. putting nuts in there would have been a pain. You could uh, technically you could do that, but I, I just excuse me, sir. I'm looking for the aggressive lock washers. Do you have yeah. those kind back there? <laughs> That's the best way to explain it. It's hard to explain without taking a picture, but you you know if you, I showed you a picture. So anyways, so yes, they lasted all through um, uh, two days of flying and without an issue. So it looks like it's good. And the tank didn't move either. <laughs> uh, so you had a good flight. Everything worked good? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've awesome. been playing around with props. I tried a different prop just out of curiosity to see if the performance change. Uh, the engine's still being broken in, so it was a little bit bulky. I think it was running just a touch rich, so I need to tune it again. Um, only thing, only thing, thing that's a pain is I got to take the cowl off to tune it. Uh, but, uh, it's a nice plane, easy to fly. It's got the shock absorbing landing gear. I think the slats work really well. Um, so, uh, there we go. Oh, side note, Lee, uh, I wanted to bring it out again and do some more experimentation with the flaps. I'd like to, um, get your services of videotape. Sure. Sure. I don't know. Happy you... Well, it's got to be before Friday because it looks like we may have another hurricane coming this way. Uh, oh, no, I'm boy. not going to. I'm not going to have time before Friday. Okay. Um, so then you're going to help bolt it down to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> or at least put it on a table. Uh, the hurricane <laughs> comes on what, Friday? 
Uh, it starts to hit landfall Friday. So after a day or two, so maybe we'll see. It's not a huge rush, so we can coordinate. Okay. Either over the weekend or next week sometime. Happy to help. I, I enjoyed watching that thing fly. Oh, thanks. We're gonna... The problem was uh, there was no there were no clouds, so you really couldn't see the darn thing traveling. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it looked like it was just floating there. Sometimes it's a floater. It's not a plane you run any races with, but it, it really excels at low speed flying. So that's why I want to explore some more. I want to explore the how I hook up the leading edge slats some more, different ways of doing that, and see what see what works best. So. Uh, so, but we had a good time. Um, there was it was nice. They did the raffle that we just went by pilot registration, so you had a really good chance of winning the raffle, which was a uh, was it L nineteen, I believe, Bird Dog, oh, or something like that, from um, Tomas at Legend Hobbies. Okay. Uh, so one of the local guys in Texas City won it, which was good. nice. Uh, so I don't know what else I can say other than. Uh, uh, I will have a video of it eventually. Well, <laughs> I'll just get, real quick. You had posted a video of the guy hovering the Cub. Did you have any other aircraft there that were unique or, uh, or unfortunate disasters? Did I didn't remember seeing any crashes. Uh, later on, that guy with the big Cub, he lost his wheel half came off. And oh he, no! Oh yeah, I know. <laughs> it was like no drama. I mean, like he he can land that thing so slowly too that it just kind of just popped on the ground. It was nothing. But, it, but that plane was big. I don't know if you can tell in the video how big it was. It was big. It, it was a looked. It appeared to be the same plane that was at need, like a forty percenter, the Bill Hempel. Yeah, it's it's yeah forty percent. It may it may have been the same plane. Yeah. Not exactly, but you know the but same, the same model. Yeah, same yeah. kit. Yeah, because forty percent sounds about right for that. Yeah, it's pretty ginormous, and mm. I it made me wonder like, what's the driver for that? Because it's got to be a pain in the rear to get anywhere and to store. I mean, it's really cool when you get to the field. If you're the kind of modeler that likes attention, that's going to do it. Mm. But for me, yeah, I think that novelty would quickly wear off when I had to get it home. He had a big trailer. Yeah, I was going to say, but if you had a trailer, I think you'd go. I could put something right there. And a big shop. I mean, for me, I, my basement shop uh, is big enough, but if I had yeah. to get it up the stairs and all that, eh, yeah, forget yeah. about it. Yeah, the logistics of having something like that. Yeah. I guess if you have a big barn or something, you can put it in. Yeah. Uh, let's see. No, I don't know. Nothing too out of the ordinary. Just a nice high wing. You had some biplanes, some World War One planes. Uh, um, just some normal Cubs and uh, Timbers, that kind of stuff. So could uh, you take a P-51 if you flew it inverted? I don't know. Well, there was a guy who flew a turbine there after a while. Huh. He had a nice F-16, good size one okay. he flew later in the day. Um, one guy was selling a Newport 28. I believe it was a Seagull Models one. It looked pretty nice. Kind of caught my huh. eye. Um, but it didn't follow you home? No, it didn't follow me home. I had no room in the car. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, that was bomber. I guess we're getting really into a big season here in Texas, at least where there's a lot of fly-ins basically every weekend. I think there's no one coming up this weekend and, um, space city, I believe has yeah, I think space city's got one. And I think in two weeks, uh, at Thunderbird field, there's a, a jet event that Tom is running. Oh yeah. So Try to get it all in. <laughs> yeah. Jet slash EDF event. Yeah. Oh really? Mm-hmm. Um, and there's the building flies coming up this month too. I want to go to. 
Oh, is that the one in San Antonio? Yeah, in that area, yeah. Okay. I think that's the last weekend of this month, I believe. Uh, so, yeah, this is the fly-in season, at least here in our neck of the woods. Yeah. Fly-end season. Fly-end, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you know, now the weather's nice. People are itching to get out and do stuff. Yeah, it's typically year-round flying down there, so. It is, but this time of year it's actually comfortable. Yeah. I hear you. Hmm. <laughs> I was going to, I'll save this for, no, you had me, I was going to try to bring this up, but when I give you this plane that Richard gave me, yeah, you got to remember to tell us about it. I was going to have, have you do it like right now, but I was like, you don't even have it. So no, I don't have not it, much no. detail. <laughs> I'm, I'm curious to know like how you, how you acquired it or, or if you had one before that kind of thing. So we'll save that. That's for our future okay. podcast. Make sure you, you bring that back. Do you out. know what it is? Do you know what's coming? Uh, well, I know it's coming. Yeah, uh, oh, okay. I don't. To be honest, I actually forgot kind of what exactly what it is. I know it's a high wing thing, but I forgot. <laughs> hey, the details. Okay, I'm gonna swap it out for a Gillow's balsa kit. No, 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 I'll that. <laughs> Darn it! <laughs> <laughs> I have a picture of it somewhere. Okay, so I got helicopter parts. I've got that plane, and then I've got something Sparky threw in the car for you. Oh, really? All oh, right. Wow. So that's that's us now. Good to have friends little places. <laughs> All right, yeah, Terry, your turn. Terry, do you have anything? Come on, buddy. I did not go to any events. What am I supposed to tell you about? Your well, apple picking. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> it's nice up here, too. So last weekend, we went looking at the fall colors at Letchworth Park here in New York, which is the number one state park in America, apparently. But uh, that was cool. It's like a big uh, canyon, and all the trees were turning colors, so we saw lots of pretty things. Um, but more pertinent to this show, my local parks department, and speaking of high taxes, um, my local parks department has opened up one of their indoor soccer facilities for us to fly RC models one night a week for six weeks. Oh, man. And tomorrow night will be the fourth of the six. You lucky dog. Yeah. Congrats. Good, good, good arena, it, good size park place. Yeah, it, it really is. It, I mean, like any under, indoor space, it looks huge at first, but once you start flying, you're like, oh, <laughs> <just shrink. laughs> Those walls came up quick. Yeah. But, uh, no, well, we, we flew at Lone Star Flight Museum, and man, it was tight turns going, I can't afford to hit that DC-3. <laughs> <Right? laughs> but I've flown, you know, all the normal brushed one-cell UMX stuff is just no sweat. And as a matter of fact, Fitz, uh, this past week, I flew that UMX B-17 that I got from you. And I think that was my first flight with it ever. Oh, yeah. And it flew great. I actually had to put two batteries in it because it, on the first flight, it was a little tail heavy and I didn't have anything else to put in the nose. So I added another battery and uh, it, it flew lovely. Hmm. You put on a white connector. Do you remember the story of E-Fest? Oh, the, when you kept B-17? telling the designer that his plane was tail heavy? <laughs> <laughs> kept calling his baby ugly? I remember. <laughs> And I kept telling you it was a tail heavy. He goes, it's not. I'm going, it is. <laughs> Go away, kid. You just, you just proved it for me. Thank you, Terry. <laughs> so uh, anyway, and I've flown some of my brushless micro stuff in there, like my micro parallax and my timber. And those can be flown in there pretty easily. The timber especially, because if you just drop full flaps, and you can just kind of tool around and it's no big deal. So I've flown a fair variety of things in there. But I think it's interesting to note that there's a, a quad racer who's been going there. He sets up a course, and he's flying his normal 5-inch, 6-cell 
quad racing setup. Six cell. Yeah. Doors. Yeah. He doesn't, I don't know that he ever hits full throttle on this course, but he's flying that thing around and it's ripping the air and yeah, he's just keeping it in a very tight spot. So sometimes he hits things, but yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting to watch. And sometimes I'll fly at the same time that he is, but not often because that is a midair that I will never win. So it's, uh, it's been a lot of fun. It's a nice AstroTurf surface. So ROG is no problem. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's been working out really well. Mark's been going there and he's got some neat indoor stuff. He's got this cool, uh, flying flea that he built from a balsa kit and a little brushless one cell. Mm. And I've fallen in love with that thing. It's really cool. That's the putty cell, right? I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the, the pitch control is, uh, the front wing tilts. The whole wing? And yeah, the whole wing. Oh, wow. And, uh, then it's got a full flying rudder. Anyway, it's just a real cool looking model. I think. No, I was thinking flying bathtub, but that's the Aranka C2, I think, or C3. Uh, but anyway, it's just a cute little, uh, and there really was a flying flea full-scale airplane with like a 25-horsepower motor. Yeah. Anyway, so a cool model that um, he let me fly, and it was a lot of fun. So we've been having a good time. And another friend of mine, Lewis, front that uh, lives around the corner, he's been going up there with us and flying, so... It's been three of us fixed wingers and then the quad guy, and we just get together and hang out for a couple hours and and fly. It's been a lot of fun. And I'm thinking about taking my high-tech, what's that little airplane called, Lee, that you have? Zipper. The Zipper. Yeah, I've got one of those that I've never flown. I'm thinking about setting that up for tomorrow. So we'll Mm, see. It's pretty quick. Is it? Will it slow down okay? Uh, not really <laughs> does it turn <laughs> nicely <laughs> good luck okay it's, maybe it's, it's just rudder yeah yeah and elevator <laughs> yes but it's not gonna bank very much <laughs> good luck make sure you have your little head cam on yeah <laughs> yeah i keep meaning to take some pictures up there and i took a little video with my phone a couple of weeks ago but it didn't turn out that great so if i remember i'll take my camera back tomorrow and maybe shoot some video but, uh, so that's mainly what i've been doing lately and uh as we prepared to record the show i realized that i've crossed some sort of milestone because i had to move several airplanes off my desk and out of my chairs just to have a place to sit and record so at some point along the way, I've outgrown my storage for airplanes. So I either oh. need to sell some stuff or build some more storage. You could get creative with your storage. Yeah. So uh, I picked up some more airplanes. I think I told you guys about it, but I don't know if I talked about it on the show. Um, I picked up some old stuff. Um, what's it called? The Great Plains. Oh, gosh. What was their flying wing called? that was a knockoff of the Zaggy, but it had the pre-printed graphics and all that. Hmm. I can't remember the name of it now. Ooh, I'll look it up. Keep talking. But, okay. But I got one of those and it looks to be essentially like a time capsule and it didn't have the battery in it, but it still has a speed 400 with the brush speed control. Slinger. Yep. That's it. What's it called? Zinger or swinger? Or Slinger. S- Slinger. Okay. Yeah. That. So I got a Great Plains Slinger, which is like a 48-inch span, foamy, zaggy knockoff. Um, So I'm thinking about just flying that completely retro, keeping the Speed 400 in it. I might have to use a two-cell LiPo if I don't have a 
a Nike ad that'll work, but yeah, I may just give it a go just to have a mental comparison of how things used to be performance wise. And what else did I get? A multiplex shark. Are you familiar with those? It was uh, from only a few years ago, but I picked this up at Neat for a good deal. And uh, it was used and had a little bit of damage to it, but essentially it was all there. Oh, it's but a pusher. It, is it like a mini Easy Star? Yeah, it's like an upgraded Easy Star. It's designed for three channels, but you can upgrade it to four. And it's kind of uh, more shapely and pretty than an Easy Star. Does that thing but, float? Yeah, well, that's like a seaplane. I think that was the real kicker to it. When they brought it out, you could install landing gear on it. They also had a thing that would snap in the bottom to make it a float plane with sponsons, or you can like slide it off the grass or off the snow with just the belly. And uh, apparently, I've never seen it, but it, the I've heard that the floats don't work very well, and mine didn't have the float thing with it. But uh, so I was just going to belly land it anyway. When I bought it, I was thinking it would be a good snowbird. So that's my idea for it. And we'll see. But I've got that ready to go and what else did i get i picked up a blue fo which is is that something down where you guys live it's a popular airplane up here it's a epp profile flying wing they're super duper popular at the neat fair a lot of people they do a whole uh, combat event that's dedicated to the blue fo and a lot of people put lights on them and make them night flyers so it's just a, a cool looking epp delta pusher and what else did I get? Mm, I don't remember. But I probably got something else too. And I've got a big plane on my workbench. That's not mine. This one belongs to Mark. You know, I make those Dubro 101 videos. And I need to make one about nitro engines. And I didn't have any nitro planes in my workshop. <laughs> so I called Mark and said, hey, you have something I can borrow? He's like, yeah, sure. Come and get this. And the picture he sent me didn't look nearly as big as the actual airplane. He uh, brought it with him to the indoor thing last week. And I got a little concerned when I saw that he brought his trailer. So, <laughs> <laughs> so it's, uh, it's a pretty big airplane. I think it's comparable in size to a, a cadet senior. It's a like an 80-inch span wing. It's definitely not a cadet, though. It's got an 80-inch span wing. It's got ailerons, and it's got a gull shape to it, like a B-25. There's a little bit of dihedral at the the center joint, but then a few rib bays out, it flattens out. So I don't know if that was a modification at some point or if they built it that way. And it has the biggest vertical stabilizer I've ever seen on any model, proportionally. <laughs> But it, it looks like it'll be a fun uh, slow flyer. So, uh, not that I'm going to fly it, but I think Mark's going to fix it up. I'm going to use it to shoot my video stuff and uh, give it back to him, and he'll get it going. It's uh, It doesn't need much work at all. So, But it, it takes up my whole workbench. In some ways, it's bigger than plywood overcast. Well, it's, uh, yeah. <laughs> you did everything smaller? <laughs> well, yeah, no. And this was fine. It'll, it'll work nicely. And it's probably a good example because the first video that I'm going to make is about the uh, Dubro remote igniter, the remote glow plug igniter. Oh, yeah, yeah. So this is a good example of an airplane that's not really convenient to be reaching your hand around a prop to, to pull off the igniter. So, yeah, it's fine. It's, it's good for this uh, particular video. It just takes up a lot of space is all. 
So anyway, that's what's going on in my workbench. And uh, I don't know what is my next project. I've still got this Kyosho duet I want to fix. I've still got the T33 I want to fix. And I still have this constant stream of new things coming in that I can't explain. And I should say new old things. So old airplanes that are new projects for me. Mm. So, yeah, I, I, we'll see. Ask me again next week. I might have a whole new list of uh, potential projects. Well, we will. I hope you do. So you have been busy. Uh, yes, but not in the usual way. Usually when I say I'm busy, I've got one project that I've been trying to get out the door, and this is not it. This is the smattering of little projects. But those are fun, too. Did I mention the Champ S Plus in previous podcasts, or was that just to you guys? No, I think that was just offline. So, I, I, except when it was new to you and you were griping about the GPS and all that. <laughs> so I did gripe. Well, yeah, <laughs> and deservedly did I, did I, so. Did I share it with the listeners though, or is that just griping to you guys? No, you talked about it on a show that okay. uh, it had a mind of its own. Oh, you mean in the first one? Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm talking about the one I just built. No. Okay. So I did bring that to TextBest. <laughs> and Steve and I were flying our little UMX planes out in the field. And we had a we had a fun time because in the morning, Saturday was great weather. So uh, I love my new little Champ S Plus I built from parts. I mean, literally, I built it from parts. And the story about it, and, and I mentioned it in the thread on RC groups, is that, you know, Austin was one of the earlier recipients of this plane. I, I went ahead and ordered it when it first came out and he had problems with the GPS. We also had problems with the ailerons, but the GPS is the big known problem with the Champ S Plus. It's discontinued, but I had the fuselage wing and tail surfaces and I wanted to go ahead and build one without the GPS. So I found parts online from different stores, mainly from eBay, put them all together, started assembling it. And then when I used the stock, ESC RX for the Champ S Plus, but did not purchase the GPS unit because I didn't want it. Uh, I learned from Horizon Hobby and uh, unfortunately trial and error that you cannot bind this receiver without the GPS unit plugged in. That is I mean, lame. <laughs> that is so bad. I mean, it's it just, oh, it was so frustrating because I'd sat there. I had everything looking great. All the connections were right, <laughs> you know. Uh, but yeah. And there's uh, it, no way to fake it out? There was no way to fake it out. There's no jumper or nothing. I, I emailed Horizon Hobby and they said, nope, it has to have the GPS unit. So even though Austin's is configured to fly in indoor mode, you can't switch to indoor mode unless you have it in GPS mode and then it activates and then you can turn it off. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's stupid. Maybe that's why it's discontinued. So what I opted to do was buy a UMX Timber combo unit. It's another six channel microceiver. It's the same exact, you know, physical appearance of the Champ S Plus, except without the GPS module unit or plug. So I put that in there. I hooked up my service control services and then I realized my rudder was backwards. I said, okay, I'll just reverse that because the holes were already <laughs> pre-cut in the tail surfaces for the rudder and the elevator on the Champ S Plus on certain sides. So I know I reversed, what comes next. So <laughs> I reversed the rudder and I'm holding the Champ S Plus on my hand. And I start moving it left and right to check because it's working. I'm bound and everything. So I start moving it left and right and I hear the AS3X working. But then I look at the rudder and I start turning it right and it goes further right. 
And I keep turning it right and it goes more right. So even by reversing the rudder in your transmitter, it doesn't reverse the AS3X on the controller because it's positioned, it's oriented in that direction. When I got Austin's UMX Timber, I looked at it and sure enough, his rudder control horn was on the other side. Yep. Now, this is where I, I teasingly told, you know, Fitz and Terry in, in a text, like, okay, now I got to make up my mind. Do I rip out my control horns that I put together so nice and neatly in the tail? Or do I put in a bell crank inside and just go ahead and, and reverse the rudder position that way? I went with the bell crank. <laughs> so I, uh, I was able to remove the top half of the champ, even though I had glued it on. Uh, but I got it off nice and neat. I installed a really small piece of foam with a very thin was like 164th ply sheet to give it a stiff surface and then uh, high tech 55 servo arm <laughs> a little screw and then and I put in little uh, z bends for the uh, the CF rod but I got it to work it's this it's this weird it's I think Terry would be proud of me this is the kind of thing I think Terry would do uh, to to fix an airplane right Terry you wouldn't go and reprogram <laughs> things you just I'll just make this push rod reverse but Long story short, I took it to Fort Worth. I flew the heck out of it, and it is a wonderful plane to fly without the GPS. <laughs> there you go. So you, too, can build your own. It was too smart for its own good. All it along. was too smart. Now, uh, Terry, you had mentioned you have a UMX controller cord. Uh, yeah, the USB version. Okay. Which See, I, may, that's for the full size receivers. I don't know that it'll work uh, with the micros. They, there is, I have a separate interface for those that I've never been able to get to work. So one of the questions, and I didn't pose it because again, the bell crank took me 30 minutes, maybe less than that because it wasn't hard at all. And it works great. I'm proud of myself. I'm proud of my engineering, <laughs> my redneck engineering. Um, <laughs> but I I don't know the answer. Maybe someone wants to chime in, uh, you know, send us a message or jump on our Facebook. But I'm wondering if the UMX programming cable can actually program the AS3X to be reversed. Yeah, yeah. Now, you can do all that. So you actually think you can reverse the orientation of the Absolutely. AS3X? Okay. Yes. All right. Well, see, that would have made it a lot easier had I had that cord, but I didn't have the cord, so I just went with what I had. Well, again, I'm not sure that the interfaces you're talking about will interact with that umx receiver well i found when i on spectrum's website i did find a umx programming cord read the reviews on that oh okay and unless they have a new one they had one out a few years ago that would physically connect and all that but i could never get the drivers to install in windows and it I spent, I don't know how many countless hours trying to get it to work and looking up stuff. I never got it going. And so, and and then looking at reviews at the time, that seemed to be the consensus that very few people actually ha had any success. Well, I'm going to revisit this. I'm not going to do it on the UMX, on, on the Champ S Plus. She's flying great. I'm not going to change it. But uh -huh. now that I'm starting to understand the boards better, and I mean, I didn't think about checking which side the control horn was on because <laughs> I went with stock. But there probably is another six channel because they make so many. Six channel UMX receiver, same size that has them where the Champ S Plus should be, sans GPS. But when I get that 630, I'm going to buy that Bluetooth adapter and I'm just going to pull up the app and just see if you can actually swap the uh, stabilization orientation. I'm guessing you can. That makes sense because if you're doing it from scratch, you should be able to position that receiver however you want in your aircraft. 
and yep. then base your orientation adjustments on that. Oh, okay. Yeah. But you know, that's you learned a valuable lesson that just changing the server reversing on your transmitter, it it is a false positive. That, I am so glad I didn't throw it. <laughs> yeah. I wonder how many people have crashed their airplane because they did that with elevator or something yeah. and didn't test it first. Yeah. Well, there you go. There's our PSA. Yeah. <laughs> test, test, double test. So that was interesting. What are you going to do with that other brick you bought that has to interface with GPS? And how much is a GPS module? Happy story. Would you like yeah. the happy story? The Always. happy story is uh, I paid $49 for the original stock brick for the S plus. Yeah. I then paid $39 for the UMX brick. Okay. On sale. So it's normally like 59 or something like that. But that's I got with the hands... brushless controller and all that? Yeah, they're not Ooh. cheap. So no, I got... Wait, did you just say they're not cheap? They're not cheap. You're talking about a postage stamp size piece <laughs> of electronics that has two built-in <laughs> servos, stabilization, a brushless speed control, and a 2.4 gigahertz receiver. Who's on Team Lee? That's expensive. <laughs> For... No, my gosh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> It's micro. It's super small. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Go ahead. Continue your fantasy. All right. Just shake your head in derision. Uh, I was able to sell the stock on RC groups classified and recoup all my money with all shipping. So So basically I got the right controller semi right controller for the champ s plus and i didn't lose you know money having to sit on that champ s plus brick someone wanted it i sold it happy ending another right. sucker like you that didn't know they need gps <laughs> do, you, do you think i told him he needed the gps <laughs> hey buyer beware <laughs> i told him i said exactly what it was wasn't yeah. lying all right well so, congratulations yeah it, it's it flies great man it's a nice little plane and you know, honestly, the the UMX Timber is just as agile. It has flaps too, so you can have way more fun. I know Austin just loves his UMX Timber, but uh, that that S Plus was a ball to play with this weekend. Yeah, good fun. Hey, and I'm going to just jump to this because I don't know what Fitz wanted to segue into, but uh, being that I just talked about something I built and I flew and I had a great time with. I wanted to do a little uh, giveaway. <gasps> okay. All right. <laughs> what are you giving me? <laughs> uh, I went to Dallas and brought back parts for you. <laughs> Wait till you get my gas fee. Uh, <laughs> so we got our new stickers in. Yeah. Uh, some new stickers. And I sent like my old ones to Fitz and Terry. So if you guys see them out and about at a field, Thanks, go, Bunny. go put them Put them on the spot and tell them to give you a sticker. But anyway, I got some stickers and we had a giveaway, I guess, our last live show. And, you know, several people emailed us and I actually sent a lot of them out today. But while I'm in the mood uh, of creating. I thought the, those people were getting the stickers we had then. You made no, they them were wait the for ones. the new ones. I made them uh, wait for the new ones. I okay. even wrote the messages. I was even. Well, now they got the new ones. It was worth the wait. And some of them got the 3D printed Spitfires I made. So how about that? But anyway, so for the new group that's listening right now, I'm going to pick five people. you got to email us a photo of your latest workshop build, anything you're working on. Send us a photo. We're going to make a little collage, put it on our Facebook page, and we'll just put your first name so you don't have to get in trouble with the, you know, the boss. <laughs> but 
send a, send an email, post a photo, bring a photo, excuse me, attach a photo of what you're working on. Maybe give us a little description and uh, email that uh, to contact at rcroundtable.com. Make sure you include your address. It's funny. A couple of people who emailed last time just said, I want a sticker. And that was it. (laughs) I was like, okay, sure. Uh, So please make sure you put your mailing address. I will put a sticker in the mail for you and get it out to you. There you go. You're a nice guy. That's what you get for listening all the way through the 100 minute mark. (laughs) More than that, right? I think so. Maybe. Well, I know we have uh, exciting things in store, or I, I think I do, stuff I want to do. Do you guys have events coming up that you're going to be visible at? Um, yeah, I'm thinking about it. There's a couple things coming up. There's the uh, local clubs having a Warbird event this coming weekend, though I don't know if I'll make it or not. I gotta, As you know, I drive a German car, which means i got to put it back in the shop. <laughs> <laughs> it's got its monthly shop duty, so uh, I may or may not make it this weekend. Uh, there's a build and fly I mentioned that's going to happen next weekend. Not this coming weekend, but two weeks from now or a week and a half. Uh, is that the thing George is involved with? Yes, I believe so. Or at least tells us about. Yeah. I've never been okay. to it. I always okay. Something always comes up. I never make it, but I want to try to make it this time. Uh, Lee Scobie has a swap meet that same day. Ooh. On the 17th. Ooh. I was just told about Ooh. that. Oh, well, you know what? I'm so sorry. I'm. It's not RC related, but uh, Wings Over Houston is this weekend. Uh, yes. Yep. And ah. I'm not sure it's going to happen <laughs> with it's, the hurricane and the Gulf. Uh, well, yeah. That. Well, I also heard it's sort of a drive-in. It is. I've already got bought my tickets. It's basically okay. a drive-in. You pay for your car, and it was not cheap, but uh, I, I went ahead and bought the VIP pass, so you can get a little closer to Centerline. Um, but... The event we're going on Sunday, and it is first come first serve. So, have you ever driven into Wings Over Houston and tried to get out after the event was over? It's a bottleneck. It's a nightmare. So I, yeah. yeah, I'm not expecting any happy, joy feelings when the show's over <laughs> to get out. But I'm going to Wings Over Houston hopefully this Sunday. Well, you're going on Sunday. You just stick around a little while and watch all the stuff depart to go home, and you kill two birds with one stone. We could do that. Hmm. Depends on how the wifey poo feels. Ah. Or you take your helicopter. <laughs> oh, okay. She's in the shop. It's German. <laughs> uh. <laughs> uh, let's see. A couple more things. It looks like there's something every weekend, basically. Uh, the small steps flying is coming up. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. Tony's been talking about that on yeah. RC groups. I think I'm going to try to go to that one, as a matter of fact. What? Yeah. Cool. Well, hey, in our that's Kansas. awesome. Well, shoot, I better get this plane to you because then you can just turn around and take it with you. Oh, uh, yeah. That'd be perfect for that. Well, swing by Lee's house and put a pillowcase over his head and take him up there. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Kidnap. I, I don't know what happened, dear. I just woke up and I'm in Arkansas. <laughs> <laughs> with my planes. <laughs> just going to the store. And, and the batteries are charged. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's see. Last weekend of the month has... A bomber has her jet event, and I'm going to be having the, the boat float. Oh, cool. Yes. October 31st, Halloween, the Boo Boat event, the Boo Boat Bonanza. That's this it. is fantastic flotilla of fun. Yeah, that too. What's the Boo Boat? It's Halloween. Oh, I get it. Like, scary Boo. Boo, yeah. Uh, ghost. Boo Boat Bonanza. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, okay. I know, keep cheesy. working on it. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So if you're in Houston and you like to play with toy boats, give Fitz a call. Yeah, give me a call. Um, so uh, I don't think I'll be going to the jet event. Um, Although, uh, well, I don't want to segue too much, but how's your turbine project coming? It isn't. <laughs> I've been so busy with other projects. So, yeah, so I got the, uh, as I mentioned, the car, uh, uh, shock cub, which is taking up a lot of time. I've got another 3D printed plane from Eclipse in. I'm trying to finish up. Oh, yeah. Uh, I've got another review after that. I got two more reviews after that that are sitting in boxes. Uh, I just have <laughs> not had, a t- had any time to look at the jet. Um, uh, I did tell you, I talked to person that can give me a waiver so i've been talking to a somebody who can sign me off a turban waiver that is turban waiver yes so i talked to a gentleman who's local and he gave me some pointers some things that he would look for and and a guide and that kind of stuff so my first plan is really to meet up with him with the model and look it over and maybe even start it up and just talk about uh, what's required to go to proceed forward so i do want to do it you know especially after seeing some jets this past weekend but i just been backlogged with other stuff yeah all right now before we move on to something else somebody turn the switch off all right well speaking of jets i guess it's time for us to blast out of here thanks everybody for sticking with us and joining us again once again on the rc roundtable while we wax lyrically about our uh, adventures in rc modeling and misadventures and misadventures yeah, usually it's misadventure, isn't it? Questionable venture. <laughs> <laughs> or questionable things that we do. What we do in the dark with our models. Yeah, no, we don't want to end with that. <laughs> All right, everybody. Uh, as Lee says, send us some pictures of your current projects, and you can get some stickers. Until next time, we'll see you later. See you later. Bye. Please visit our website at rcroundtable.com where you can send us comments and suggestions or listen to our other great podcasts. Where you will also find links to our iTunes and social media sites. Thanks for listening. <laughs>